0: I'm Larissa and I wanna help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand. So you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and innovators so they can thrive by doing what they love. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. This is episode 122, and today I'm going to share my thoughts about a recent quote I heard from one of my favorite marketing thought leaders, Seth Godin. The hosts of the Life Hacker The Upgrade podcast recently interviewed Seth and I'll post the link to that interview in the show notes so that you can also listen to it. The episode is called How to Get Better at Marketing and I just loved it. I feel like my heart sang when I was listening to it. There was one particular quote that Seth said and it super inspired me. And I basically just want to talk about that quote in this episode and elaborate on it and share some of my thoughts and how it applies or could apply to jewelry brands. So the quote is this, the thing that looks like a shortcut is probably not the best way to get there. The best way to get there is to find a path that most people can't handle. I love this quote. Seriously, this whole interview was great. Again, I'll post the link in the show notes that you can listen yourself. But before I get to the episode, I want to share some marketing-related news and insights from the past week that caught my attention. So JCK recently shared an interview with Paul Schneider, who's the co-owner of the jewelry store Twist in Portland, Oregon. For independent designers who are interested in getting into retail stores, and I've been speaking to a lot of them lately, definitely check out this article. It has so many great insights from Paul um, about the importance of establishing credibility online and what really catches his eye in terms of designers and how Twist goes about um, their buying process for the store because they do buy all their inventory outright. He also really stressed the importance of making both an online and a brick and mortar experience rich and uplifting for any brands that that applies to you he emphasized the fact that people and businesses are constantly evolving and you must keep up to date with the latest trends and even more importantly listen to what your customers want and need as a side note he also mentioned that earrings and pendants are super strong trends for 2021 along with vivid and clean colors and he would know because stores like twists are definitely setting trends and introducing customers to trends so I think what he says goes. Instagram for Business recently partnered with Tribe an online marketplace for branded content to share some tips for effective influencer marketing. These are three key tips for your influencer marketing approach. First, you definitely wanna tap into your customer's creativity. So your customers are your fastest growing creative solution. They can provide authentic content that's coming from real people, which your other customers can definitely relate to. Who better to create content than, than your customers? Tip two, find your happy and loyal customers who are willing to share stories about your products. You really wanna think about this as like celebrating those customers. Give them a platform. Let them be the ones to to say all the great things about your brand because it, it will lend your brand credibility and other customers will be more willing to pay attention to it. And three, try using branded content ads. So those are built on authenticity. You can maximize that more personal approach to your messaging, and you can also add a call to action to these posts to make them more effective and to have better response rates from them. And finally, Adweek Adweek shared an article called, we need more empathy in marketing right now so why is empathy so important in marketing and what the heck does that mean people just don't want to be sold to especially in this like sort of post-covid world that they're in still covid world they want to feel safe they want to feel heard they don't want to feel like they're constantly getting sales pitches from their favorite brands To give you an example of an industry that's doing empathy empathy really well, the music industry is succeeding at this. They have an ability to connect with target customers on an emotional, intimate, and meaningful level. You can use empathy to better relate to your target customers. So how can you do this? Use more emotions and feeling in your communications, act toward your customers with empathy, make your audience feel something, make them realize that you're not just this like impersonal institution, that you, there are people behind your brand, that there's a creative force and an energy and share those emotions with your customers. If you wanna get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can visit joyjoya.com slash sign up and you'll get a link to the digest every time a new episode drops. Okay, let's get to it. So I really wanna talk about this Seth Godin quote. Let me repeat it again to set the tone for this episode. The thing that looks like a shortcut is probably not the best way to get there. The best way to get there is to find a path that most people can't handle. So what what does this mean for your jewelry business? What does it mean for marketing? I have a few thoughts. So pretty frequently when I consult with my clients or I have Zoom meetings with them or whatever they're talking to me, I'll have a client come to me and say, so-and-so told me that I need to be doing this for my marketing, like this is the thing that's really gonna help me grow or I need to be posting more of this or like I need to be trying this new platform, whatever it is, Um, and they ask me, about these things as if they're like the be-all, end-all. Like these are going to finally solve all the challenges and problems that they've been having in their business. The challenges that they'll the, that they have reaching new customers. And ninety-nine uh, percent of the time, my response to these kinds of questions and comments are, "If it sounds too good to be true." It probably is too good to be true. Um, You're probably not the first business owner who has like thought of this idea. Many people have probably thought of it and have even tried it. There is no one like be all end all solution to your marketing that's gonna unlock success. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Marketing is a long game. It's a long-term pursuit. There's no one-size-fits-all answer for any brand. It is a strategy and a plan that needs to continue evolving as you grow. What works for you today may not necessarily work for you tomorrow or next year and in five years. So if you see a potential like quick-fix solution, it's probably too good to be true. I liken it to like, weight loss pills or something. I mean, a lot of people like wanna get fit, they wanna make their goal weight, whatever it is. So they think this new diet is gonna be the thing that will finally, finally help them, that this pill or supplement will be the thing that will finally help them. But as many people know, maintaining a healthy lifestyle and keeping your body healthy is not a one and done thing. It's a long-term commitment. And you may have to change and adjust as you age, as you reach new levels in your fitness or your health. It's an ever-evolving process. Marketing is kind of the same thing. So if, if something looks like a shortcut, like Seth says in the quote, it's probably actually not the best way to get there. So if it feels like really exciting to you, that should ring an alarm bell in your head that, you know, I can be open-minded to this thing, I can maybe try it, maybe it can be part of a comprehensive marketing strategy, but if it's like getting you super excited, it actually might not be the thing, you know, And, and it may end up actually distracting you, from the things that you need to be doing. And I see that a lot, you know, people, business owners chasing like the shiny be all end all marketing answer and actually ignoring the things that they need to be doing. The things that will, when implemented correctly and done for a long period of time, will help them achieve success. So don't let those like shiny things be distractions. Don't let them pull you away from what is working or what is moving you forward. Ignore all those things as best as you can. And if you're not sure, like email me and ask me and I will tell you the truth about it. So in addition to that, to add another layer to all this, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast as well, checking all the boxes in marketing is also not really going to get you where you want to be. It may get you so far, it may help you kind of achieve a bare minimum of success, but it won't necessarily help you reach your potential, achieve your dreams, and get to where you want to be in your jewelry business. And that's kind of what I think the second part of Seth's quote is referring to when he says, The best way to get there, aka to reach your goals, find success, whatever that is to you, is to find a path that most people can't handle. So let's dive into that a little further. Maybe it sounds intense, but it so resonates with me and what I wanna share with you. Checking all the boxes in marketing is something that pretty much all your competitors can do if they're not doing it already. Checking all the boxes in marketing is something everyone knows they should be doing, all your competitors know they should be doing, so they're either doing it or trying to do it themselves or hiring team members or outsource partners to do that. So what do I mean by checking all the boxes? Well, typically for a jewelry brand, that would be having a presence on Instagram and Facebook doing regular email marketing campaigns, maybe engaging in some influencer marketing, doing live video, um, making sure your website's optimized, optimizing for search engines, maybe engaging in event marketing, especially when things start to open up again post-COVID. You know, all like the standard, I'm, I'm doing it, I'm checking off the boxes, marketing initiatives your competitors are probably already doing a lot of them um, maybe some of them or, or most of them but when you're just checking the boxes you're really just keeping up with the joneses and you're not doing anything really extraordinary or eye-catching to your customers In in a market or an industry that's super saturated that's only going to get you so far. Um, it may help you achieve some success. If you're really lucky, maybe one of those check boxes will help you take off. but for the most part for most brands, it's a good place to start and it'll get you to kind of where you need to be. But to go to the next level beyond that, you need to think beyond the check boxes. So relying too much on your Instagram presence or your Facebook presence or your email marketing, putting too much emphasis on those things can actually be dangerous because... You know, Instagram may work for you now, but who knows what the future of Instagram is. Maybe it'll fall out of favor with consumers and there'll be a new social media platform that pops up. And then what? You kind of have to start all over and check those boxes, which to me, just the thought of it feels super exhausting. Relying on those platforms is not a good long-term strategy you don't necessarily have those customers names and email addresses their customer journey you have no information about them about their purchase intent about the things that they actually want to buy it's super limiting even if you do email marketing which kind of gives you slightly more control and um can help you distinguish yourself as a brand because you have the customer information. You can better tailor and personalize your content. Even that is kind of just another checkbox that basically every brand is doing. Any brand out there with a comprehensive digital marketing strategy is 100% doing email marketing. And if you're trying to target the customer who is an avid shopper, who is a passionate follower of fashion accessories and jewelry brands, I can guarantee you their inbox is so flooded with promotional emails. I know actually earlier this week I went through and like really tried to be intentional about unsubscribing from things because I was getting so flooded with promo emails that things were getting lost. And I actually just as an exercise subscribed to a lot of jewelry emails. So there's a certain point where I reach max attention capacity and I just can't even look at anything anymore and I delete, delete, delete. So you may have customers who are not even seeing your emails, not because they don't like you, not because you're sending crappy emails, not because your jewelry sucks, but they just don't have the bandwidth for that. So checking the email box, yeah, it's a good bare minimum, you should be doing it, but that will probably not be the thing that helps you get the success that you want to achieve so what what is the thing what does seth mean when he says the best way to get there is to find a path that most people can't handle what the heck does that mean it sounds really intense and kind of scary i mean i have some thoughts I think I can't tell you the answer that is right for your brand because ideally it will be something that doesn't really exist yet, that's totally unique to you, so this is gonna be a process to figure out. But I think to truly succeed at marketing, you have to do that one thing that your competitors aren't doing that they can't handle because they're not you they wouldn't be able to replicate this thing, they don't have your talents, your vision, your creative direction, your team members, your collaborators, your products. What is the one thing that you can do that your competitors can't do and that will really stop and stop your customers in their tracks and have them notice you and follow you and look forward to hearing from you in the future so that your email doesn't get deleted or they kind of skip over you on social media. So I kind of put together some examples for you to make this a little more clear. So recently I was listening to a podcast that I really like called The Glossy Podcast and there was an interview with Kendall Glazer who is the co-founder of the accessories brand stony clover lane and they were talking about some really unique i guess you would call them content marketing initiatives that they have implemented during covid because they kind of evolved naturally and just made sense for their brand now granted stony clover lane has been around for i think like 10 years so they've had time to evolve and think about these things and i'm sure i'm sure that they've tried a lot of different marketing initiatives failed at some succeeded at others so they have learned and tried and come to this over time but one thing they are doing is a virtual book club and another thing they are doing is called stony clover lane university so in this podcast episode kendall was saying that during COVID times they actually started a virtual book club in office among their employees just as a way to stay connected. Um, And I guess they were sharing some of that on social media and talking about the books they were reading in their office. And then the followers were really interested and they thought it was super cool. So, So Stony Clover Lane listened to their customers and they said, hey, let's try this. Like, let's open this up to customers, use it as a community building initiative and it's just grown from there and been really successful now this brand is accessories not super connected to book clubs or books or reading but like they've been able to create a community of loyal followers and really bring people closer together in a way that can be associated with the brand and then stony clover lane university also was born out of a need that they saw where the co-founders share it in like um a teaching kind of setting on zoom i believe all the lessons that they've learned as business owners just from trial and error because they want to give back to other small business owners so they meet on a virtual platform they they share all their thoughts about what it's like to own a business and tips and they freely share these things with generosity Um, and i think that's a huge key to this you have to go forward with the thing that's going to make you unique with a generous spirit with the goal of connecting with the goal of showing the humanity of your brand. I think that needs to be the motivation behind it. Otherwise, customers will see through it. Another example that I've brought up a few times is the UK-based jewelry brand, Alex Monroe Jewelry. And they recently started a podcast a few months ago. It's all about connection. It's all about storytelling. They do a lot of interviews. They talk about the stories behind their pieces and designs. But it's not necessarily about selling, it's just about connecting and about communicating a story, about letting customers feel like they have access to the brand. Another great example, you may know about it, Rebecca Minkoff and her Superwomen podcast where she interviews successful female entrepreneurs sort of related to the brand. I think that a lot of her target audience is like really ambitious, women empowered females and they're attracted to this podcast and they connect to it and it helps them feel more connected to the brand. If you are personally really good at networking, then maybe pursuing collaborations with other brands is the thing that's gonna set you apart. If you are personally good at making videos or about being in front of a camera, consider making a series of YouTube videos, maybe about styling your jewelry, or even just talking a little bit behind the scenes about your brand, telling stories about your brand, looking for ways to authentically connect with your customers. You really wanna think in this exercise, like what besides making jewelry, designing jewelry, are you good at? Are you a good writer? Maybe you wanna be blogging more. Are you good in front of the camera? Do more video. Are you naturally good at connecting and networking? Find a way to pursue that through collaborations or through interviews. Um, You know, find your other talent or tap into whoever you work with on your team. What are their talents? How can we take the really unique things that make our business thrive beyond just our product, because your brand is more than your product, and how can we make those things front and center in a way that your competitors could never copy because they are not you and they are not your team and they don't have your brand. If you haven't really ever figured that out, I think it's time for you to put some time on your calendar where you're gonna sit with a notebook and you're gonna brainstorm this and like have a serious heart to heart with yourself about your brand. What makes it unique? Why do your customers come to you besides your products? What else do you have to offer? Where else can you be connecting beyond like the check boxes that everyone else is doing? Because those things are gonna be a grind. And those things are not going to help you see progress. They're just going to continue to feel like a chore and a grind because they kind of are. I mean, posting on Instagram every day, I think it's necessary. I think it's important to have a presence there. But if you're relying on that solely, that's when it really feels like a grind. So those are my thoughts. Let me read that quote again because I love it so much. The thing that looks like a shortcut is probably not the best way to get there the best way to get there is to find a path that most people can't handle i'm curious to know your thoughts how do you interpret that quote what are some ways that you are really pushing yourself to do the thing that your competitors can't handle because that's what's going to make your customers notice you and be impressed by you and connect with you and want to follow you and be loyal and be long-term customers and tell their friends about you. Those are all the things. I wanna know what you, what you have to think about that. You can always email me, Larissa, that's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com. And as a reminder, my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, is published, ready to ship, You can buy it directly from my website, joyjoya.com book for $15 and free shipping, and it will be signed by me. So I definitely recommend you do that if you you don't have a copy yet. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com, where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.